Texas regulators are looking into whether Steph Curry, Tom Brady, and other celebrities who promoted the crypto exchange FTX had potentially violated state securities laws. This probe is part of the state's wider investigation into the company's multi-billion dollar bankruptcy. So this week on the Student Money Podcast, we're going to dive deeper into the celebrity endorsements of FTX. Hey guys, welcome to the Student of Money Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Niemeyer. The mission of Student of Money is to connect listeners like you to a community of like-minded individuals to help you achieve your goal of personal financial freedom through entrepreneurship, investing, real estate, and personal development. This is episode 29. All right, guys, let's get into it. So this week, I'm going to try a little bit of different format. I'm kind of winging it because there's something that really bothers me, and I just got to talk about it on the podcast this week. And what it is, is this whole FTX crypto exchange and Sam Bankman freed. And what exactly is going on here? And really, the biggest thing I have is how are all of these people, like Tom Brady, his wife, you know, Major League Baseball, even Shark Tank's Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary. Why is it that these guys thought that they could not only invest in FTX and the hedge fund, which is a sister company that he owned, why did he th- they think that this was a good idea when basically there's no board of directors? Um, this thing is run by a house of like, 10 30 year olds that were all went to college together there's no transparency uh it, it just amazes me that sophisticated people and people at this level would invest in basically something that is just a horrible horribly ran business now i know why they did it because investors don't they they invest based on emotion okay they do not they don't invest based on your presentation or what we call a pitch deck okay so there's a couple things and i guess to start off there's three things that you have to do in order for an investor to invest with you okay First one is, is they have to know you, okay? Obviously, if an investor doesn't know you, he's not going to give you any money. They have to like you. So first, then yes, they have to know you, but then they also have to like you. And then the third one, and the biggest one, is they have to trust you, okay? So know, like, and trust. If you don't have know, like, and trust, no one's going to invest or partner with you, okay? And this is the problem I see. I get solicited a lot by people that do not know me. They just want to know, hey, I got this really great investment. It's got a great return. You can't lose. You know, we want to know if you want to invest with me. 
And by default, my answer is no. I don't know who you are. I don't know you. I don't know if I like you. And I certainly don't trust you. So why is it that everybody leads with the deal? See, there's this fantasy out there that if you have a good deal, and if you go to these real estate gurus, this is what they tell you. It says, hey, you need to raise money for your deal. And guess what? If you have a really great deal, but no track record, you lead with the deal. And if the deal's really, really good, people will invest. And I'm here to tell you, that's false. People need to know you, like you, and trust you, and then they'll invest with you. If you lead with your deal and you say, hey, I've got this great deal, great return, can't lose, we just need to raise an X amount of dollars, um, and would you invest with me? And that is the wrong approach to do it. See, no one likes to be sold. Right. So let's talk about yeah, you go you go to a used car lot. Right. We need to buy a used car or even a new car. You know, how many of you wait till Sunday when the dealership is closed to drive the lots to when you go shopping for a new car? Right. I mean, I do it. I know a lot of people that do it. They wait till Sunday when the dealership's closed so that they can go look at the cars and look at the sticker prices and try to figure it out without being constantly hounded by the sales staff. Because no one likes to be sold. And that used car guy has that persona of chewing the gum, the Rolex watch, the necklace, and hey, want to buy a car? You know, anybody ever watch that movie uh, Used Cars? Said, uh, hey, you better buy this car. I got somebody else looking at it. He's going to come get it at the end of the day. You know, no one likes to be sold. So there's things that you do in order to, when you're, when you're in the business of raising money, they have to know you, like you, trust you. But there's also things called the nine triggers that people use. Um and there are several books written on it, but I'm just going to tell you what the nine mental triggers are to build a big list of investors. Okay, and we're going to go through them fairly quickly. First one is authority or credibility. Okay, you have to be basically looked at as the person that is the authority in whatever you do, or you have to have credibility. Okay, second one, reciprocity which basically means if I give you something, you almost feel this need that you have to give me something back, okay? So if I add value to you, if I'm constantly helping you, teaching you, mentoring you, you feel like you almost owe me and that you need to give back to me in some way, okay? Third one, just simply trust. We already talked about that. You have to trust this person, Okay. Fourth one is anticipation. So anticipation is what you see when Hollywood goes to launch a big movie, right? Let's just say uh, the newest uh, Disney movies coming out and they want uh, to hype this movie up, right? So what do they do a couple weeks before? You know, not only do they have commercials, but the actors are going on the talk show circuits. Uh, they might have a new toy that's going to be coming out. 
you know, like an action toy or something like that. Um, they're going to be doing a bunch of things to get you excited in anticipation for the release of the movie. They just don't simply release the movie with no, no marketing, right? So anticipation is huge, okay? Next one, likability, which is different than trust, okay? You have to be likable. Uh, the next one is people love rituals and or events, okay? They like going and attending events to get around people, the networking, and that steps you right into the next mental trigger, which is community. People want to feel like they belong to a community. So that's exactly why I start at the beginning of my podcast of building a community of like-minded individuals, okay? Be part of a community. Next one scarcity. And I think we see this all the time, especially with the holidays coming up, where they have a weekend sale, one day only, sale ends on Sunday. Those are all forms of scarcity, okay, to get you to buy. The next one is social proof or testimonials. They want to know that someone else thinks that you add value right? Or a testimonial says, hey, I helped this person. It was a great, or I bought this, I bought this course. I, I you know, bought their uh, toothbrush and it was the greatest toothbrush I ever had. My teeth has never been so clean, right? So, and, and I think that last one, social proof and testimonials was big into FTX because where did they spend money? Okay. They had people like Brady come in and be like an advocate for FTX and do commercials. And then they bring in all of the Hollywood actors. And then they talk about how they're the crypto exchange of Major League Baseball, right? They are all, they're following these steps of these nine mental triggers for authority, reciprocity, trust, anticipation, likability, events, building a community, scarcity, social proof, and testimonials. So this is why FTX was able to grow as big as they did. And of course, plus, they, they had a really big network. They're giving money to politicians. And all of this maybe potentially unethical business that they were doing but it was a classic, classic, where they're online marketing, advertising, going after the things that make people buy or make people invest. And of course, then Bitcoin and a Bitcoin exchange, that's sexy. And people want to invest in the latest, greatest technologies, and they want something that's sexy right? So storage units are not sexy. Car washes, not sexy. Laundry mats, not sexy. But see, those are the things that I invest in because I'm not looking for sexy. I'm looking for tried and true, monthly cash flow, very predictable, and something that I can understand. So 
I guess I really just wanted to talk to you and let you know, you know, um, what happened with these sophisticated investors? Now, maybe Tom Brady's not a sophisticated invention, uh, sophisticated investor, right? So he's just the face and, uh, you know, NFL football player. And he has that uh, social proof. And supposedly he has trust and likability for sure, right? But should you really be taking your investment advices uh, is he really an authority, Tom Brady, on where you should invest your money? No, he's not. You should not be getting financial advice from Tom Brady or any other actor, Hollywood, A-lister, whatever it may be, right? So why do people totally lose their minds and go back to these nine mental triggers and start investing in stuff that they just don't think through, right? So uh, it's really amazes me and shocks me. So one more topic and then we'll probably end it, okay? So typically people, when they first get going on raising money, and I don't care if it's in real estate, I don't care if you have a business, um, you know, somebody I know out there is building a new business from scratch, very entrepreneurial, and they're to the point where, hey, we need some investors and we need to raise money. And where do people always start? Well, from my story, you probably know, refinance the house, pull some equity out of the house, which, no, don't do that. But that's the first pull because they're just looking for equity, okay? Second one, friends and family network, right? So if you really needed to come up with, say, $100,000, where's the first place you go? Your friends and family network. And why is that? It goes back to know, like, and trust. Your friends and family network knows you. I hope They hopefully like you. And of course, they hopefully trust you. So if you do have a good deal, you take it to your friends and family network, you've already have an established relationship with that person, and then they'll they'll honestly take a look at the deal. Okay? So um, to take it to the next step and really get what's called an accredited investor or somebody that's sophisticated to really look at your deal, you really they're going to scrutinize you. A much more. They're going to look and want to know who are your mentors? What, who's on the board of directors? Show me the financials. Like all the things you got to do for a, for a bank, you have to do for investors, right? So to go out and get a mortgage, if you go get a mortgage, they want to make sure that you have the ability to not only put 20% down so you have skin in the game, but you also have the ability to pay that mortgage every month, or what they call servicing the debt, right? So all of this due diligence basically never happened, never happened with FTX and their sister hedge fund company. And to me, that's very concerning. And again, they were in the Bahamas, guys. They were not in the United States. None of this stuff's regulated. And from what I saw recently, the Bahamas was going 
fast into crypto. Matter of fact, I think they have their own digital currency, so their own digital version of the dollar uh, over in the Bahamas. And I'm not sure what's going to happen to this Sam Bankman-Fried and his girlfriend and all the other people that ran this. But, uh, you know, they're 30-year-olds that, yeah, great. He's a physicist from MIT. But should you really be getting your financial advice from this kid? I'm guessing probably not. And I'm guessing they got over their heads. One thing led to another. And now they start doing something criminal. So same story, just with Bitcoin. So, you know, again, not safe. Don't recommend it. Okay. So what should you do? Do your due diligence, right? Look at it, read all the information, but don't get analysis paralysis. Okay. Decide what to do and then have the courage to go out and do it. Okay. All right. That's all I got this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, I just kind of had to get this off my chest because it's really been bothering me that something like this goes on. You know, the government always talks about, well, how are we going to regulate this? How are we going to stop this? Well, people are people. And when people are involved, it's going to happen. Okay? There's no way around it. So you can protect yourself by being a student of money and doing the proper due diligence before you invest and to know what you're actually doing. Okay? So that's all I got. Hey, make sure you like and subscribe. Click the bell. Uh, last note is we just did an interview with another podcast today. That is probably going to hit Spotify next week. I'll let you know when it comes out, but I'm pretty excited. And I'll have them on our show, and we're going to start doing interviews of our own. So stay tuned. So my name's Jeff Niemeyer. I'm the host of the Student of Money podcast, and I'll see you next week.